This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hi there. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel, and um, what I really do is to explain what you're doing here and uh, and how to make it happen in a in an easier, better, healthier, happier way. So I explain a lot about soul's journey, obviously the name of the show. I explain a lot about the logic of soul and what is really happening behind the experiences that have shaped you and that have been uh, – you know, written down and typed up and published as your personal narrative. And a lot of what I do, actually, it's been really apparent this week, is helping people uh, – it's kind of come to the fore this week, really, obviously – is helping people rewrite the narrative like their own personal history. Why did this – you know, I, I, I make this choice on a regular basis that, that doesn't really work for me. I, I get it doesn't work for me, but I'm doing it because I've been hurt in the past. Well, let's understand from the soul's perspective – why that thing happened because when you can own it as your creation or co-creation with other beings or with you know life itself and the universe itself you know you as a divine being creating something to learn through as the divine living a human life when you can do that you can own it you can let other people off the hook you can actually get to the place where the compassion you've been trying to have for another person is actually helping you be compassionate, not just like I'm trying to be a nice person about this, but actually forgiving something, releasing things, letting go. That's actually my job. Uh, really strong like Cancerian energy with me, Neptunian Cancerian energy, Neptune moon energy. And uh, so I do a lot of emotional healing work and then channeling to explain why things happen so you can change your narrative. Facts occur – but the history is a narrative that's ascribed to those facts and the succession and the meaning. So anyway, that's just – I try in different shows to uh, introduce what I do in a novel way, you know, like uh, – and I do that so that you can have a more insight into my thought process and, and just different kinds of introductions to uh, – you know, to me, um, I realize there, there are people listening to the podcast after the fact, but I also recognize there are people who are listening for the first time and might be like, "Oh, I'll just check this show out." I wonder, you know, what this guy's about, you know, what this Yahoo's about. And uh, so, anyway, that's what I'm about. <laughs> so, um, tonight's show is about uh, the twelfth house. It's demystifying the astrological twelfth house, about which much has been written and said that is downright depressing and and uh, defeating and life negating uh, well i live in the 12th house but i've had to learn how to do so i'm going to give you some insights into that tonight and give you some uh, examples from things i've observed in other people and things i've experienced myself and um and also i'm going to be uh 
looking at a listener question. Uh, Renea sent me a question on her birthday, and I'll be sharing her birthday with you so you can look her chart up if you like. She wrote to me – I haven't looked at her chart yet, but she wrote to me um, that she has a stellium in Aries in the 12th and would like some insight into that. So I'm going to fit that in uh, during this conversation. Um, before she wrote me with the question – thanks for sending that, Renea, by the way. I always appreciate your questions. You can send them to tom at tdjacobs.com. And and I'll work it into a show in one way or another. Even if it's a general question, it's not about you, and you don't want to share your data. That's fine. I'm happy to to uh, you know take your take your questions. So um, the announcements. Let me just do the announcements to um, to let you know upcoming events and what's going on. Today is uh, today is Wednesday, May 14th. On um, Saturday, the 17th. I'm, if you're in Tucson or in the uh, the area around here, I'm doing an event at 5 p.m. in my home uh, through my meetup group, Shift, and uh, it's a self-healing uh, energy workshop, energetic self-healing workshop, and I'll be doing energy work on everybody who comes in, and it's um, uh, going to be a nice small group, uh, you know, sitting on yoga mats on the floor, and I'm going to be teaching you a heart-opening technique that you can use to de-stress and also work on different parts of your body and work on the emotions that you carry before they manifest as health issues. Now, when I talk about that, I, I, I try to say something like I'm not trying to set off alarms or make you afraid. But like when we carry emotion, when we carry energies that we experience as emotion and we don't let go of them and don't move them and don't transition fear into love or resentment into acceptance and compassion, if we don't do that, we, we do manifest health issues. And all, and all health issues are manifestations of energies we carry. So I, I want to – part of the thing that I'm doing on the planet this time around <laughs> is to teach people to listen to their bodies and to learn the, the subtle language of the body energetically. So this workshop is going to fit with that. I th- I'm going to record it, but only uh, – and I think I'm going to offer the first part, the explanation and teaching as an MP3. So I'll keep you updated about that. You can listen. Next week, I'll let you know for sure if I've done that. I just want to roll with it and see how personal the workshop gets for the participants and, of course, cutting that stuff out. So that's the one announcement. The next announcement is uh, Intuitive Skills Development 1 class begins Saturday, July 12th for 10 Saturdays. And this is a chance to learn how to – this is actually learn how to read the, the the messages of your body, learn how to work with emotions, learn how to transform fear into love, learn how to transform resentment into acceptance and compassion and love, um, and to learn about the chakra system and to learn to consciously operate your chakras, including clearing out the past and rewriting your history, as I mentioned Earlier, looking at things that you know belong to each different energy center and how they show up in your life, and clearing things out, raising your baseline level of awareness, raising your consciousness. During that class, I do channel each week. Um, when I taught it the last time, it was uh, just Jehudi. Last two times, actually, it was just Jehudi. But now I'm also channeling Metatron directly. So we'll see. You know, it's probably a little bit of that. And this is a phone class where you can call in, and I've scheduled it for. 10 a.m. Pacific on Saturdays, and so people in uh, people in Europe can actually participate if they want. Um, so anyway, I'm opening that up to you, and it's a, again a small group thing. Starts Saturday, July 12th. You can get the the details. Um, go to my blog actually to see the announcement or my site's um, calendar. Uh, either way, tdjacobs.com, and you can read the flyer about the who, what, when, where, why, and all that stuff. Uh, I'm really excited about that. I one of the things that that really makes me happy is when light bulbs go off in your mind and you can shift a stance or change direction 
you know, you can receive guidance, you can learn to connect with your own guidance, and you can, you know, move through tension or confusion or pain or resentment or anger and get to the place where you can more graciously accept that your soul is co-creating a bunch of stuff that your personality doesn't like and then be able to move through that. So that, that makes me truly happy. I have that experience when I work with individuals in readings and consultations, um, and I have that experience when I teach intuitive skills uh, work, and that's, that's really important. So you might say, I want to learn to work with my guides. Tom Jacobs, can you help me with that? And essentially, this would be the first part of that process, clearing up your history to transform your relationship with past pain and past and present fear. And um, you know, getting clear with that naturally opens up your pre-existing ability to hear guidance as it's always trying to come through. Every single person has spirit guides, and this class is to help clear away the past and give you tools so that you can begin with more openness to receive information from guides. Some people experience that as actual somebody talking or showing signs or images, and some people experience it as a sense of inner wisdom that is, in fact, helped out by, by spirit helpers. And, uh, and during the class, I'll, you know, each person's wired in a unique way. And during the class, I'll help you understand more about your own process with that. So it's a really exciting class. Starts Saturday, July 12th. I encourage you to, to check that out and to sign up. Um, I have had uh, numerous requests from listeners, you know, saying, hey, do you ever teach something like that? Or, hey, can I, you know, do that? And so here's your opportunity to do that. I don't offer it all the time. Uh, the last time I taught it was, um, almost a year and a half ago, a little over a year ago. Uh, so I don't offer it all the time. Uh, so you want to check that out. And those are the announcements. Oh, the other thing is if you didn't hear the podcast a week, a week ago and two ago uh, or the show, um, I have transitioned into a sliding scale for my services. And it's really opened the door for my Venus Pluto on the 12th to flow better with the 12th house vibe. And you'll understand more about what that means as I continue with the show here. But essentially, I'm talking to more people, which is the point. It does me no good to to sit on the information that I have access to. So I want to connect with you, and I want you to have the tools as often as you want and or can afford to have those those conversations with me. So I'm opening up the door through a, a, a quite a broad range of, of fee actually the sliding skills actually kind of broad and i just i want you to do i want you to, to call me for a session and benefit from hearing from your guides receive energy work hear the ascended master of the archangel help you understand what your soul is here to do and how to change your life for the better it's really important to me to connect with people and to deliver that to you now right now i'm connecting with you in a one-sided way so I want you to call me and receive this benefit. So, uh, you know, of this this amazing 12th house work I've spent 11 years really kind of harsh core immersed in. Um, and it's important to me to deliver it to you. So I'm opening up that door at the sliding scale. And uh, so as for as little as 60 bucks, you can have an hour with me to get any of those, the combo of those services, which is really kind of. Uh, kind of a, a noticeable drop from the, the formalized rate that I have carried for years. So I'm really excited to open up the door. So today I did, uh, four, four readings and now I'm doing the show and it's, I feel amazing because I'm, I've been able to connect with people all day and to tell them the guide's story for them, to tell them their soul's journey, to help them understand the purpose of a relationship or how to change this tension or to how to see through something. And so, um, you know, instead of a certain number of times a week, I want to multiply that, you know, by two, three, or four every week. And this sliding scale is the tool to do that, to open that up. So, so read about sessions and uh, energy work and all that stuff at tdjacobs.com and then, uh, and then contact me or uh, do the PayPal button or whatever on the site and we'll, and we'll get you, we'll get you the information that you need. So I'm really excited about that as well. 
Now, with this 12th house business, uh, the house of undoing, the house of sorrows, the house of secret enemies, prisons, asylums, institutions, hospitals, you know, like uh, loss and death, like the house of all the terrible things. That's how it's been built. And the reason that it's been built that way is because we as humans with very strong linear logical minds – do not understand the logic of the Neptune archetype. The linear logical mind, your Mercury, will never understand the the logic of Neptune. If you think about times in your life when perhaps you've invested in Neptunian experience, or you've you know essentially altered consciousness one way or the other, or you know it uh, changed your outlook, or meditated in a way or done something that creates a mystical experience, getting lost in creativity, the kind of flow of a stream of consciousness, all these things are Neptune energies. Anytime that you lose track of your ego or you situate your ego in a greater context and the greater flow of reality and creation, these are all Neptune things. So you can do that through something that we think of as nice and happy like meditation or yoga, uh, through mysticism and spirituality. You can also do that through escapist behaviors and addictive stuff. Like, you know, you have your options. Um, you know, you can lose track of who you are or you can align who you are with something that's bigger than your ego. These are the two kind of options. Lose track of who you are or align yourself with what's bigger than you that you know is true. So the 12th house contains all the parts of life because the houses are about arenas or areas of life in which one must learn to go with the flow and adapt to this extra human or superhuman logic. Um, when you have experiences that, that are difficult or painful, your linear logical mind jumps in and insists that, well, well, the next time I'm going to keep an eye on all these uh, variables that pop up in these uh, conditions. And uh, as soon as I see three of the five things that led to this crappy thing that still hurts, I'm going to shut this down. And there's going to be no opportunity for that crappy thing from the past to repeat. The linear logical mind will step in to protect you and will shape quite a lot of your experience in order to protect yourself against pain. And unhappiness and uh, all these kinds of things. So in the logic of the 12th house, you are one being among billions. You are uh, subject to natural law. You know, terrible weather happens. Like we're in Tucson. I live in Tucson. I don't think I mentioned that yet today. But uh, we were having unbelievably absurd winds earlier today. It's not uncommon uh, as the day progresses, as we get into the hottest part of the year as we are now, it starts in May. Like May and June are really kind of like – I refer to Tucson during that time as Satan's oven. Now I'm learning how not to complain about it. It's a joke now, but the first four years I was here, you know, it was Satan's oven. Even if you listen to old podcasts from last summer, you'll probably hear me say that. You know, this is Tom from Satan's oven um, talking at you from Satan's oven, uh, you know, the floor of the desert under the baking – the cruel sun. But anyway, it's not uncommon for as the heat escalates for winds to pick up and you get like, you know, 20-mile-an-hour winds or something like that, perhaps gusting. Well, this morning it was like over 20 gusting up to over 30. So it was really, really significant and uh, noisy and all this stuff. And I – you know, it, it, that weather happens and weather can inconvenience us. You know, and things in general in life can happen outside of our control. That is life in the 12th house. The linear logical mind doesn't like to be inconvenienced and likes to have control over variables and details. But how do you adjust to difficult weather? How do you adjust to things that are outside your control? 
Uh, these are these are twelfth house questions, and um, many of us uh, find that because we don't understand it, we must apply a description of what's happened. So Mercury is trying to find an explanation to explain the Neptune issue. I'm going to take my first break. I'm going to pick up right there. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey, and I'll be right back. what your soul is how about how to create a meaningful life to make the most of your time on earth in the important new channeled book conscious living conscious dying ascended master jehudi aka thoth and saint germain explains soul life and death to support you in living a meaningful life now it opens with a description of soul and how it informs and experiences your human life Creating a meaningful life and an in-depth exploration of death follow, making this a must-have for all humans. Conscious Living, Conscious Dying provides a roadmap for making peace with the reality of life and the fact of death to free you to make the most of your time on Earth. Get your copy of Conscious Living, Conscious Dying now on Amazon, Kindle, or at tdjacobs.com. When you've thought positive thoughts, tried to forgive yourself and others for everything, and read piles of self-help books and still feel stuck, call evolutionary astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs. Consultations with Tom reveal the core of what hurts you and holds you back. Tom changes clients' lives with a personalized blend of evolutionary astrology, messages from spirit guides, channeling and energy work with Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron, chakra cleaning and rebalancing, past life integration, and teaching you to transform what you are manifesting. Tom will provide whatever you need to move through knots, blocks, or bruises. To book a life-changing session with Tom Jacobs, call 213-925-6019 or visit tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to another magical evening of uh, demystification on the soul's journey. This is your pal, Tom Jacobs at tdjacobs.com. Um, so I'm talking about the difference between the logic of the 12th house and your linear logical mercurial logic. The 12th house related to Pisces and Neptune, and it contains all the parts of life in which normal, reasonable human logic simply fails to work. <laughs> so so um, when you live in the 12th house, you are asked to adapt to this greater sea of reality around you. You're asked to go with the flow. Some people experience that as throwing the arms up in the air in defeat because they can't control things and feel like salmon swimming upstream, but they can't actually do it, you know, like an uphill under the wind and eventually it wears you down. Um, <clears throat> so uh, how you relate to things that are greater than you and outside you is a big deal when you live in the 12th house. But when you figure out 
how to live in the 12th house, you'll learn to work with forces that are greater than you. So anybody, and I will bet most people who are listening to this have experienced synchronicities and said, that's amazing. How can I have more of that? One of the ways is to learn this, to learn to work within the 12th house in a conscious way. So I'll just tell you that that I have my Pluto and Venus uh, together in Libra in the 12th house. Now, my Venus is near the ascendant, like two degrees away. And so it kind of brings some of this 12th house stuff out in my personality. I kind of embody something in the 12th, kind of a way to look at a planet that's like a degree or two above the horizon, above the ascendant in the 12th. Um, but my Pluto is firmly, deeply, you know, nine degrees into the 12th. And um, so, you know, I need to become empowered. It's a Pluto keyword through, you know, strong, confident, self-loving through living in the 12th house. So this has been an arduous 40-year journey. <laughs> and I may not be done yet, but I do feel that, that uh, I mean, I know I'm not done living, but like I may not be done learning things, but I know that I'm at this really comfortable place with understanding the logic of the 12th. After years and decades of feeling stepped on by forces greater than myself and not understanding why things happen. So the logic of the 12th house it involves natural law. The way that things really work here on this planet is not the way that things work in society. The way that life unfolds in the natural course of things is not what linear logical minds banding together to create social cohesion and then to build roads and schools and hospitals together to, you know, whatever, like to build, you know, planned communities and whatever, you know, uh, subdivisions till nobody can stand them anywhere. Anyway, that, that's not the logic of the 12th house. The logic of the 12th house is not building and material and manifesting things. The logic of the 12th house is understanding how things really work here. I use the example of weather events because that's something that can overwhelm us and make it, you know, it's, it's giant. It's outside of us. It's bigger than we are. But in your life, there are things that come to you over which you have no control. Are you afraid of that? Most people are until they learn how not to be. But, you know, a great many humans live life in fear of what they can't control. And that's a very normal 12th or very standard kind of typical 12th house experience. So I'm going to give you some examples of how to understand this idea of natural law, how things come to you or how things might work that's, uh, that's beyond human logic. Um, one of the things is that what you need to experience as a, as a soul living a human life might not always be pleasant to your human personality. So things will come to you that serve your divine journey, but that hurt you. So what do you think suffering is about? Like what do you think pain is about? What do you think inconvenient and destructive weather is about? You know, what do you think, um, you know, all these things that are bigger than you are about. You know, why has uh, difficulty come to you? If you understand the logic of the 12th house, you're able to understand that you're an energetic being actually vibrating certain commands into the environment around you. You're an energetic being. I talk about this on the show pretty frequently, but this is a particular context. Every single thing that comes to you in your life reflects an energy you're vibrating. The logic of the human mind is, I don't like being lied to, or I don't like having things stolen from me, or I don't like being blown off, or uh, I don't like these things, right? Because it's your personality wants a smooth and easy, comfortable existence with little, you know, nothing going wrong. 
your spiritual self, your soul, is actually vibrating. I can't really grow unless there's adversity. I can't really learn to believe in myself if I don't feel the odds are against me at certain points. I can't really trust if I never experience a sense of betrayal. This is the logic of the divine, the logic of the 12th house. So, you know, why do you experience things that you don't like? Well, there is a vibration that you're emitting, which is from your soul, that says, I need to experience this in order to learn on my human journey. So everybody has a 12th house, everybody has a Neptune and a Pisces, you know, everybody's got this archetype and here's their chart in life. What you decide these things mean about you, life, the universe, God, goddess, whatever, um, those people, that institution, whatever you decide it means determines your experience. So I'll give you an, I'll give you an example, uh, and I've used this example before early on, I think, in the podcast, and, and definitely I talked about it on Unraveling Karma years ago, the other podcast I did. Um, that was not a radio show that turned into a podcast. Um, and I used the example of being accident prone for a number of years. And, uh, and, and I observed that these things were happening and I felt I didn't feel safe in life. I, I honestly, I felt like, like God hated me because why would all these weird, stupid, terrible accidents and, and, you know, transgressions and threats and all these stupid things happen. Why would they happen? My linear logical mind could come up with no good reason. So I was hurt and I was angry. So it turns out, and this was a moment of insight after probably, I don't know, months or a year hanging out with Jehudi where he was the Ascended Master Ray Channel, also known as Thoth and St. Germain and Merlin, where I had asked, um, uh, uh, for for you know non-human help in understanding soul and astrology, and he came forward. So I felt I feel very fortunate and, and blessed to to have that relationship, that that ability to connect with his frequency. Say it that way. Um, and um, so he tutored me for quite a while. And towards the beginning of that process, he was explaining to me what karma really is. And karma is a belief that your brain ascribes to why you think something happened, and then it exists in your field. And the more you believe it the more you attract things to make it seem true. That's what karma is. So you can change karma by changing your belief about why something is happening. So in my case, I felt unsafe. I observed factual situations that you know, created the dynamic that I didn't feel safe. What he showed me is I had an underlying belief that I wasn't safe, so those situations were created around me to show me the belief I had. And it took several, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it, that sounds pretty straightforward. And maybe if you heard that about your life, about some belief you have or whatever, a light bulb would go off and you'd be like, yeah, I can get, I can let that go. That's great. Thank you. You know, unseen friend. But I was still angry because I had been hurt by these situations and I was still personifying the universe as something not kind. So here we are years later and I'm able to get that. I really get it. Uh, but so I started doing the affirmation, I'm always safe. And I started rewriting the history of what had happened to me, observing these situations that seemed to reinforce the tr that what seemed to be the truth, that I wasn't safe. And I decided to see them instead as manifestations of a core belief. For my, in my case, related to Pluto in the 12th, which says that I need to become empowered by learning how things really work here on this plane, 
learning how to adapt ego to something higher, not just uh, – ego, by the way, ego is really healthy. You have to have an ego if you're going to get anything done. But it's advisable <laughs> for your quality of life and health and happiness to align it to something you know is true. Anyway, because um, when you say ego in spiritual talk show or radio show, people go, oh, my God, i got to get rid of that. No, don't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. You can never get rid of ego. You can ignore it. You can sublimate it. You can tell yourself it's bad, but you can't really get rid of it. So I, I, I strongly encourage you to develop it and invest in it and align it with what you know is true, and that has your brain in the, in the, end, in the end result serving your spirit and serving your heart. So, I mean, if you listen to me, I have a big ego, but I do what I can on literally a minute-to-minute, an hour-to-hour basis to align that ego with what I know is true, what I feel in my heart is important. So please develop ego. Do not deny ego. Do not think that spiritual traditions that tell you that ego is bad, like just forget that crap. Just forget it. Don't don't buy that. That's a way of trying to figure out what the divine is. But in fact, each individual is divine. And if you invest in your ego and you align it with what you know is true, then you're serving what you know is truth and you are creating light on the planet. And that's the whole story of Lucifer, by the way, the asteroid Lucifer. And forget the devil and Satan. Just forget that too. Just throw it out the door. Um, and actually, my book, Living Myth, has a chapter on Lucifer as well as the Living in the Present Tense Natal Report. Um, has a, one of the four archetypes covered about emotional healing as Lucifer. So you can, you can check that stuff out too, uh, to find out more about how I describe that. Um, but anyway, um, oh my gosh, where was I? I actually almost lost my train of thought. Give me a second. Okay. So, um, I had to change my mind and decide that I was safe and, and the accident prone stuff stopped. And I had to then adjust my habits the scripts in my mind and the kind of habitual responses to things to unthink that there was something happening that was trying to hurt me. So now there are accidents sometimes, right? Things happen. I'll drop something on my foot or whatever, you know, walk into a door like just like a, an idiot, you know. These things can happen. And I no longer think that God hates me <laughs> because I know that I'm God. Okay. So when you live in the 12th house, you have to upgrade your sense of logic about why things happen. So that's one example. Um, I was actually manifesting situations to prove me – to prove the belief right, but I said, see, I was right the whole time when in fact these situations were manifestations of, of, of what I was vibrating. I really want you to get that idea. I really want you to work with that. Um, so, uh, so that's, so that's one kind of example. Um, but essentially the core of that story is that whatever you're experiencing is actually coming to you to show you what you're vibrating. That's a 12th house truth. The entire rest of the creation is a canvas on which your energetic story, what you're vibrating, what your belief is, your karma of all kinds, it's like a projection screen on which all of it's being projected. So if you have a bunch of people over the course of a few-year period who come up to you, uh, tr- you know, figuratively trying to sell you the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge, or coming to you and being dishonest, or coming to you and being um, cold, or any kind of thing you don't like, any kind of thing that's uncomfortable, when you see a pattern, assume that 
this is coming to you because you are consistently vibrating something. Now, the universe, all these other people are actually doing you a favor because they're reflecting to you what you are vibrating. So this is a, this is a real key to the 12th house way of living. And to really adapt to that, like I said, I, I had to unwind thought patterns, and one must unwind thought patterns uh, that the linear logical mind has assigned to why a painful thing has happened, why a thing outside of one's control has happened. Every single thing that comes to you can be understood in terms of a vibration that you're having. Um, if you're drawing people who are not honest with you, perhaps you are in some way not being fully honest with yourself. This will be one example. Um, you know, but the twelfth house is the site where all these things are shown to you. Now, now, now I want to put that where that is, and I want to uh, address some of the what are considered truths about the twelfth house in astrological thinking and literature that are, in fact, uh, truckloads of baloney. Um, this idea of um, confinement and this idea of um, you know institutions and you know prisons, asylums, hospitals, uh, these kinds of places where one can feel trapped. If you do not align yourself with what's true for you, meaning if you do not align your ego with your heart and your spirit or something bigger than you, an outside truth, then you are in need of learning to surrender control over how everything works. So you may at certain times find yourself feeling trapped in some way. You may find yourself literally physically incarcerated in some way if you need to learn to surrender to a higher truth. Now, not everybody who literally or figuratively gets imprisoned in some way, imprisoned, uh, experiences this transformation, but wherever you feel trapped, you are invited to observe that you are, that you are in fact being invited to surrender to a higher truth. So, um, I recently, just the other day, I worked with somebody who had Pluto in the first, and it was this morning actually, Pluto in the first and Mars in the twelfth. And I had Pluto in the twelfth and Mars in the first. And I've often thought about this, this thing where, you know, when you have that kind of setup, you're supposed to do the first house thing, which is self-assertion, independence, you know, stepping out, initiating things in your life. You're supposed to do that. But when you also have a planet in the twelfth like that, you're supposed to learn how to align that activity and that behavior with a higher truth. So frustration and feeling trapped is a, is a huge part of 12th house living until a person figures out how to adapt to the higher truth of it. Now, your linear logical mind, your personality do not like the truths of the 12th house. <laughs> uh, that in order to really value the life, you may lose somebody important to you. But that's a, that's a part of the divine of, of uh, all that is. Goddess and God through you learning about life. You may not appreciate life until somebody you love passes away. And then it appears that the chances to really express yourself and to really value that person are gone. That's a 12th house loss experience. You may invest your sense of personal strength or power in a material world circumstance and that circumstance changes. That's a very 12th house phenomenon too. Because when we live in the 12th, we need to surrender to something higher than ourselves. If we get attached, we may need to learn to surrender something through having it yanked away. Then we may see a cruel universe or this inexplicable tragedy and this uh, injustice. But in fact, if it leaves you, it's time for it to leave. So can you adapt 
to this this notion of having faith, this reality of having faith that what is truly needed is what comes to you, and all the things that come to you that you don't know how to understand, in fact, serve a purpose. This is the idea of faith with Neptune, Pisces, in the 12th house, with going with the flow, allowing the universal logic to work, and adapting your human self to it. Now, not everybody is you know, going to feel well-served by doing this, because when you have to surrender something, your linear logical mind, which is the, uh, you know, where ego sits on its throne, <laughs> you know, I sometimes say your Mercury may, uh, your linear logical mind or your Mercury may appoint itself dictator for life. So when I start talking Neptune 12th house stuff, <laughs> you know, part of you is like, well, I don't think that's for me. Oh, that, that, that's not, you know, that's not what I'm doing here. Clearly, you know, I'm, I'm here to control everything and, and be clever. Uh, that's what your mind says. But the reality is, you know, you can be affected by weather events. You can be affected by external circumstances that change your life, that radically alter your experience. You can experience loss. You can be overwhelmed by grief or a health issue, a manifestation of an energetic and emotional thing that really hurts. Um, so can you adapt to that? Can you Are you willing to uh, let go of certain issues of control? And that's where I'm going to pick up. Uh, when I come back, and then I'm going to get to Renee's question. So stick with me. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. I will be right back. Positive thoughts, tried to forgive yourself and others for everything, and read piles of self-help books and still feel stuck? Call evolutionary astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs. Consultations with Tom reveal the core of what hurts you and holds you back. Tom changes clients' lives with a personalized blend of evolutionary astrology, messages from spirit guides, channeling and energy work with Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron, chakra cleaning and rebalancing, past life integration, and teaching you to transform what you are manifesting. Tom will provide whatever you need to move through knots, blocks, or bruises. To book a life-changing session with Tom Jacobs, call 213-925-6019 or visit tdjacobs.com. Ever wondered what your soul is? How about how to create a meaningful life to make the most of your time on Earth? In the important new channeled book, Conscious Living, Conscious Dying, Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, Explain soul, life, and death to support you in living a meaningful life now. It opens with a description of soul and how it informs and experiences your human life. Creating a meaningful life and an in-depth exploration of death follow, making this a must-have for all humans. Conscious Living, Conscious Dying provides a roadmap for making peace with the reality of life and the fact of death to free you to make the most of your time on Earth. Get your copy of Conscious Living, Conscious Dying now on Amazon, Kindle, or at tdjacobs.com. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom Jacobs, your, your pal from uh, tdjacobs.com. Um, uh, and frankly, I just uh, I got distracted making up Renee's chart, uh, so I don't remember what I was talking about. Um, anyway, so I'll get – whatever. It's all circular. Everything's perfect. Um, but I'm going to – so I'm going to address Renee's question now. So hopefully what I've said so far will, will help help you, Renee, kind of understand more about living consciously in the 12th house. You – oh, let me say this actually for everybody before I uh, give her data and uh, talk about her chart for a sec. Um, one of the things about living consciously in the 12th is recognizing that there are certain things outside of your control. Do you let that make you feel defeated or do you feel like you're a failure? Will you choose to feel like a failure because you can't control everything? You actually can make things happen in the 12th when you surrender to the logic of the 12th. So for example, have an intention. Believe in this intention. Know that it's good and true. You know, Make the intentions for all the right reasons and then allow the universe to help you out. Again, this idea that what comes to you reflects to you what you're vibrating. When you have the right kind of intention, that's wonderful. Your guides actually like do a little jig and start like rubbing their hands together and like, you know, giving each other high fives. And they're like, yeah, let's 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 get going. Let's start conspiring behind the scenes to help this person get there. But what that looks like is you are shown what in your field, what in your belief system, what in your karma, you know, in your ideas and thought patterns keep you from getting there. Guides don't deliver, for example, guides, God, the universe, whatever, doesn't deliver what you ask for. It shows you what you do to sabotage or circumvent it or block it. That's what the 12th house logic is about. So um, living in the 12th house, having a wonderful intention and then believing in it and being patient allows things to start like the machine of synchronicity to start working and to bring you what, you're, what you want to do. For ex- I'm going to give you one more example about me before I give you Renee's data. Um, I say to my guides – it is, and this was in literally like 2005 or something. I and I write about this experience in uh, Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes, the memoir uh, of Intuitive Awakening that I that I wrote in 2010. That I encourage you to read if you're curious about becoming more in touch with intuition and and you want to kind of understand more about my story and how to actually debunk some myths about channeling and and. Uh, guides and mediumship in that book as well as talk about my seven years of process of you know going from being closed-minded to being a professional intuitive and astrologer um you know a channel and a psychic kind of um but anyway i sat down and i had this heartfelt moment where i said i want to help people connect with what is most important to them and make it happen and I had this really humble, heart-opening experience, and it was really beautiful. And they started working on me to help, you know. But then years later, they start saying, "Go on the radio. You're going to reach more people." But when I was a kid, I didn't want to be on the radio. My dad was, and everyone said, "Don't you want to grow up to be just like your dad?" And I heard that as, "Don't you want to grow up to be distant and indifferent to your family?" And I was like, "Hell no! I don't want to be on the radio." Kind of like mixing up that tool of reaching people with my experience of my dad who was a radio guy for all of his life. So they said, go on the radio. And I was like, no, I don't want to go on the radio. They're not saying this is the answer to your question that you asked five years ago. They're just saying, hey, trust us, do this. So I drag my heels. I don't want to do it. So that's me resistant to surrendering because I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to become the person who you know I didn't feel loved by, so to speak, you know, whatever. Uh, wah, 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 whole sad story. Uh, which we'll probably hear about soon because now he's a spirit guide of mine and I got to get over all of it step by step and it's really humbling. It is, <laughs> it's torturously humbling um, to have my now suddenly 
loving father following me around, giving me suggestions on everything from what I eat to how I communicate with people, like helping me. It's really, really challenging. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sure you're going to hear about that uh, in future shows. But um, uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry, it's very distracting because he's always talking at me and showing me stuff. It's been like five weeks, so it's been kind of new. But anyway, um, so I didn't want to be on the radio. And then um, I did a podcast. I did Unraveling Karma through iTunes, through my own blog. So I didn't have to do the radio, and that was my middle ground. Well, then the podcast feed broke, and I couldn't fix it, and I did, I mean, dozens if not a 100 hours of research on how to fix this, and nobody had answers. Nobody could fix it. No support, no blog support, no iTunes. Nobody could fix it, and I got very angry because this was my compromise. I didn't want to do what I was guided to do, so it wouldn't work, and so I sat around and said, well, now what? And I was angry about it for several years. I started the show in late 2012. This stuff started in like 2010. So I was over two years. I was basically bitching and moaning to the universe that it was being a jerk because I should be able to have a podcast if I want one. So I can't see the big picture yet. Now I see it two years later with a bunch of people loving this show and really being super supportive. <laughs> like the comments I'm getting from people in emails and when I'm doing the readings for them, you know, people kind of like the doors opening with the slide and scale, people coming in, talking to a lot more people this, you know, the last 10 days uh, than normal. And I'm getting such wonderful feedback. It's, you know, heartening and encouraging and, and wonderfully supportive. But like, um, anyway, getting to this place, I had to overcome that resistance to doing it. So I decided that, you know, if I, if I paid to do a radio show, then somebody else would be responsible for the feed. And I wouldn't have this problem anymore. I was looking at it through my human logic, my brain. And as it turns out that, um, you know, sometimes now there are problems with the feed. That's not the issue. But I'm able to reach much, many more people through this. I'm able to reach people. That is the goal. I want to help make people's lives better. It's, it's in my heart. I am passionate about helping people help me get there. And for years, they brought me the tools. They brought me the things. But I was viewing certain things in terms of my linear logical minds. Uh, assumption I needed protection from certain things. So that's one example. Now we're going to, now we're going to, but anyway, so this is actually, the show is actually helping me, this show and the podcast is helping me reach my goal. I'm like on cloud nine the last few days. I get to talk to so many people and deliver them their guides stories, you know, and say, this is what your guides say your soul is here to do. This is what Jehudi says, you know, and deliver that. And that makes me feel like I'm living the life that I crave living, reaching people, helping people, you know, um, anyway, so let's go to Renee's chart. Um, uh, Renee's chart, uh, April 17th, 1968, 1968, 5.58 a.m. Uh, the, the, the town she gave shows up on a map but not in my software. So uh, she was born in La Plata, L.A., new word, P-L-A-T-A, uh, Maryland. But I put in St. Charles because it, La Plata wouldn't show up in my thing. So anyway, so you guys, this uh, stellium in the 12th, um, Venus – at 10 Aries, and then Eris at 11, Saturn at 16, Argent Sirius at 18, North Node at 18, Mercury at 19, and then Sun at 27. It's like one giant stellium to go from from 10 to 27. And um, and so to live consciously with that, her sat her Venus, she has to have certain intentions about what's fair and just and right. She has to, with Saturn, she has to have certain intentions about um, what's realistic. And what she can do and can't do, and how to have develop discipline and structure in her life. Uh, with Mercury there, she has to have certain intentions about 
um, the right way to communicate, the right way to receive information and be intuitive, and with Sun there, the right way to have an ego. She has to have certain intentions about it. Well, with all these energies, plus these asteroids and other things I didn't mention, uh, Renee, you're also asked to align with something higher. You're asked to, al- asked to align your ego with something more greater than you. With Sun there and Saturn and Mercury, these are three elements of pers- you know, elements of personality that do attempt to control and shape reality. Sun is like I have the right to have an ego. You know, Mercury is I think and I speak, and this is my idea. Uh, and Saturn is this is how I do things, and Venus is you know this is what's important to me. So when you set out to initiate a project, Aries energy in the twelfth house, you will find at times things seeming outside your control. Um, and so your job is to learn how to accept that what comes to you is in fact showing you what you're vibrating that keeps you from your goal, what I was saying earlier. Because your south node is in the sixth house, you are conditioned over many lives to be practical in the sixth house, to have a strong work ethic, not to go with the flow, but to construct reality. North node in the twelfth, with all these planets here, says that these energies in a conscious way have been absent in your karmic history. You're coming from the south node in a bunch of lives, and the north node and these planets on the north node, uh, it's far away. They're missing. So how can I align my ego with a higher truth? Not like what people say is true, but what's really true, the experience of truth. How can I align my mind, my thought process with what I, with what I know is true? How can I figure out what I know is true? Saturn, how can I align my efforts and my work with a higher purpose. Venus, how can I have relationships with people that serve our highest good? Nobody taught you those things because they're conjunct the North Node. They are missing pieces in your, in your uh, consciousness puzzle. So you will have relationships, Venus. You will do things, you know, Saturn and Aries. You will have an ego, Sun, but you may not understand what to do with them until you figure out what is truly capital T true for you. Like truly, truly true, really true. And then when you align with a purpose, then you actually break away from a lot of your sixth house conditioning and you find yourself being guided. You find yourself noticing the vibrations of things. These are 12th house ideas. You find yourself having an idea of what you maybe should do or could do or would do if things lined up, but then having a sense under the surface of, but you know, this other thing may actually serve me better today. You may have an idea of a career or a project or something to achieve and create, and you realize that you have to surrender some attachment to details. So I want to be clear, all these things in the 12th house, for for you, Renee, as well as for everybody, you can use them, but you have to use them in a way that allows for course corrections and reflections from the universe that say, actually, your goal is great, but... You keep doing this boneheaded thing, so you're not creating it. You're not making the thing happen. Like, like for example, Renea, Saturn, Venus, and Aries in the in the in the uh, in the twelfth. You might have a certain idea of what relationships, the kinds of relationships, might work for you. And you might say, you might make a list and say, well, this is the kind of, you know, dynamic that works best for me. And you might be shown that anything specific on your list just is you might be shown it won't work, it never works. But if you work on a quality of experience, a quality of person, this is the kind of energy this person carries. This is the kind of openness this person has. 
this is the kind of spiritual center this person has or or is working toward. You have that thing, then people can show up because you are not being so specific that universe can't help you. One of the things about the 12th house, this idea of being guided and having things upgraded and all that stuff, is that your logical self may not understand what's really best for you. But if you give things in an open-ended way, like, I'm looking for this quality of experience, then the universe can work with that. You know, if you're looking for somebody who's two inches taller than you, for example, relationships, I don't have any idea what you're like, what your life is like or what your Venus desire in the 12th might be. But if you, you know, in different times in life when you're not with somebody but maybe want to be in a relationship, this might come into play. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, you, you always felt, uh, you, you know, you know, let's say that you're 5'10", you know, which, which may be considered kind of tall for, for some women. Let's say that you're 5'11", 5'10", and you just want to make sure you're with somebody who's a little taller than you because when you were at the prom in high school, and I'm not being facetious or trying to make fun of you or anybody who has this experience, but, you know, you felt really awkward because your date was shorter. Well, that would be a linear logical mind trying to avoid embarrassment or inconvenience or pain. Well, you know what? If you're, if you're a 5'11 woman, maybe the exact perfect partner for you uh, is somebody who's 5'3". And your brain would say that's not going to work, but if you focus on the qualities of the personality, the qualities of the being, you'll probably get something that would not fit your linear logical mind's conditions. That's living in the 12th house. And then if you give it a chance, you realize there's something fulfilling in there, and that's the logic of the 12th, is that you may not know what's best for you. So you can say, this is what I perceive is desired. This is what I really want. This is what I know works best for me. And I may not – this is the key to this whole episode. I may not know what it looks like or I may not know how this specific thing will be resolved, but this is where I'm headed. And that's having an intention but letting the universe work with you. And that's living consciously in the 12th house. So just to wrap up this thing for, for you, Renea, uh, because all the stuff is surrounding your north node, I said you know it's kind of missing in certain lives. In another way – Nobody has, or another level of this is that nobody has validated for you because validation comes with the south node. People were born to comfort zones conditioning. Nobody validated for you any of these things. So whenever you're doing it authentically, people who love you may look at you funny and you have to be okay with that. <laughs> uh, people you come from might not understand it. And the other thing to say is that part of you may not, may, may claim cluelessness regarding doing these things. And so you just have to sit down and get clear on what's important to you and make it and make it happen. So that's the idea. So we're coming up to the end of this episode. Thank you uh, for joining me uh, this week. We're going to be live again on the air next week. I encourage you to call me for a reading. The new sliding scale opens it up for everybody. Uh, and uh, this is really uh, powerful work to hear from the spirit guides, to hear from Jehudi, to get energy work from Jehudi and Metatron, and to understand the purpose of relationships and your karma and how to change beliefs and really transform this is what I'm doing with this job. You know, this is the work I've created. So go to TD Jacobs and and uh, and check that out. And also remember, Intuitive Skills Development Course begins Saturday, July 12th. Uh, learn how to clean up your history so you can uh, live in a more conscious way, a healthier, happier way now. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Tom Jacobs. You can read more about me and keep in touch through tdjacobs.com. Be well. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology and soul, inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's T-D-J-A-C-O. 
obs.com.